<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I Hello, everyone, and this is a very exciting episode of the I Don't Get It podcast. We are killing it with the guests, guys. So, (laughs) (laughs) two hot to handles, David and Chloe are both joining us today. Uh, If you are, I don't even know, of course, Netflix's ratings, but... It's top 10 this week. It was like number one yesterday. But all I can tell you is that I checked Francesca's follower count on Sunday or Monday and she had 500,000. And then a couple days later, three days later, she had 1.8 million. Whoa. So like that kind of shows you the ratings as is, you know? Well, yeah, it's it's classic Netflix reality show. Personally, I actually liked it more than Love is Blind, I think. Um, the show, if you guys haven't seen it and you are listening... It's a little spoilery, but basically a bunch of hot people go to this island, International, which is really fun, people from all around the world. And um, yeah, they basically love having sex and are all really hot and then are told like, I think 48 hours in or one or two days in that if they have sex or kiss someone or basically... I don't know. Any do sort any of romantic of physical contact, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will lose money in the cash prize. So we have... Um, Chloe and David joining us, which I'm obsessed with both of them. Yeah, I love both of them. I'm glad we get them. So we're going to let them in and just fire away. Hopefully you guys have seen the show and we have some listener questions too. So here we go. Here we go. All right. So we are starting with Chloe. Oh my God, Chloe, you look stunning. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I want to talk like you so bad. You have the most charming voice. Really? I can teach you. I can teach you. I was talking like it all morning. (laughs) Chloe, I have a question because we talk about accents on our podcast all the time. And when we were, when, when I watched the show, like I feel like you and maybe David or people from the same parts of the world sound similar, but do we sound similar to you or can you tell the differences in our voices? Like, can you tell like a New York accent from a Southern accent? No. <laughs> but That's amazing. I love the accent because you all sound really sexy and I just sound really annoying. That's the opposite. That's so funny. So, okay, no. so we basically just like it if it sounds a little bit more exotic. We just like it if it's different. We think it's sexy if it's different. Yeah. Okay, oh, my first question off the bat, I've been dying to ask you, Chloe, since I finished binging the show, which, by the way, we all binged it in one, one day. Set. One day. Like, literally, oh. one day, one after another. Um, what oh. is a Giza? 
Do you know what? I've been asked this question about a thousand times. A geezer is basically someone that has presence. Like, pretend you're a geezer. Swag. That, yeah, swag. So I'm the girl at the bar and you're the geezer at the bar. You come up to me and then you go, you're right, babe. Do you want to drink? Like, you're very, like, geezery. Like, wrapping red <laughs> See, when I think of a geezer, I think of an old geezer, like, yeah. as in, like, an old dude. No, no. Okay, That's so, so funny because, yeah, ge- I think it's swag. I think yeah, for us, swag, it's just yeah. someone that has a presence, has swag, and is going to sort of take control, which you thought Corey was going to do when he showed up, obviously. A player. Yeah. yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So before yeah. the show, did you meet geezers at a bar? Like, how did you meet these guys? <laughs> so I would go out to a nightclub. And they'd just be, you know, those random guys that, like, just walk around the club, like, fishing for girls. Yeah. Like, or they stand at a bar holding a drink in their hand. Geezers don't really tend to dance. So (laughs) you've kind of got to go towards them. So when I spot a geezer that's standing there all big and macho, I just walk up to, to them and then like stand there and give them the eye and then it just starts conversations. So, yeah, I normally see them in like clubs and that. Have you ever been turned down before? Has someone ever said no thank you and really hurt your feelings? No. No. Never. I didn't never. think so. No. So you like the geezer. I go out of my way to kind of, to be honest, when I go out, I'm out with my girls. Like, mm-hmm. I'm having a good time. 
But if I see someone that proper catches my eye, I'm like, right, okay, I'm having you. Like, you're not getting out of this. And it's never kind of been turned down for me. Okay, but Chloe, your type is geezer. So you like a really forward, very confident, maybe cocky dude? Yeah. I think most I think most people want a confident Yeah, no one wants a shy little mouse. Oh, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, the guy who thinks he's hot stuff at the club. Like, she... uh, I no, because that's like conceited almost. Conceited. That's like narcissist. <laughs> um, wait, I have a question. Chloe, now that we know a little bit of what your dating life was like before, a lot of our listeners and a lot of people want to know, how did you get approached when it came to casting for this show? You know, like, did they, because everyone was so surprised, you know, when the twist was revealed. Mm-hmm. So what did you think the show was going to be when you went on it? So I literally just thought it was going to be, we get sent to an island. It's very exotic. One of the requirements was to be single. So I thought, okay, so there's obviously going to be fit single guys there. And when I turned up and then found out that the rule was you can't get with anyone, it's like, well, why are we here? (laughs) It's a boring show if all viewers are watching is us just sitting there having deep emotional connections with each other but when you watch it you kind of understand but I can't kiss him because if I do or if I have sex with him or do something then he'll just think oh okay on to the next it kind of like helps you bring down emotional barriers to then fall in love with someone properly so then after the experiment the experiment the retreat did you go back to the clubs and not fall for the geezers and then you like just call them out now? Uh, okay. So liking geezers is something that's programmed into me. It won't go. It really <laughs> won't. Um, I mean, in terms of self-love and respect, I've got that dignity. I've got it. But I just can't help my eye turning for a geezer. Like it's just something. And like, you know that, do you know an aftershave called Savage? No. No. Oh, my word. So, it's Savage really old is space. Old Spice. And um, it's literally banging. So, if a guy has that on, it's game over. Okay, that's Old oh, Spice. Oh, that's oh, like Old Spice, spice for me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Old Spice. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So, um, you're only, like, 21, right? No, she's 25. Wait, you're 25? Yeah, 21. 21. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, Girl, I feel like you're yeah. going to grow out of geezers when you're, like, 26. For me, that kind of happened because I only wanted the bad boys for sure until I, my frontal lobe fully developed. Um, that, but that was same for me, Lauren, 26, 26 27. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I want a husband now. So how long has it been so since you finished did? filming? And is there going to be like a reunion show where we find out everything that happened afterwards? So I mean, I hope there's a reunion show because um, I loved watching the show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who knows? I feel like there were so many unanswered questions. Like, we don't know who's with who anymore. And, like, if you guys are still friends. So I would love to have you guys all come together and answer all of those. Well, I hear that Rhonda and Sharon are no longer together. They never saw each other after filming stopped. No, that breaks my heart. Is that true? Wait, Chloe, what can you tell us about... Okay, I think let's have Chloe sort of spill the tea. I want to know, first, do you like Francesca? I do. Yeah, I do like Francesca. I mean, some of the stuff that she'd done to me in the villa, I just had high expectations of her as a person. Um, I wouldn't ever do that to one of my friends. Um, And when I say, if I do that, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, not to Corey's 
I go on a date or tell me that she fancies Corey when she has a boyfriend. So when I watched that back, I was like, Francesca, you could have saved yourself so many arguments or you could have saved me a heartbreak by just coming to me as a girl and just having that moral code. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've the, the problem did lie with Corey. Uh, me and Francesca made up and she learned her lesson. And then uh, Francesca and and um harry harry they're like strong it's a it's been a year and they're talking about moving to la together uh do you think that they're gonna last um do you know what i i haven't met up with them since the show um because they, they obviously live ages mm-hmm. away so to be honest their friend their relationship and their friendship kind of like binds into one and i think they'll always be in each other's lives to be honest gotcha. um I, they do anyway because they've come through so much together um they did split up for like a few months um after the show kind of aired and then kind of like I think it's because all of the pressure and they couldn't post pictures of each other on social media Mm -hmm. and it was really hard to keep their relationship secret because just think it was a year they had to kind of keep that a secret and they got back together and now the show's out it's like they can actually finally be this power couple. Right. We, so we come obviously from the bachelor world. And so in, in our sort of like reality world, I feel like people from different seasons will sort of seek each other out, maybe start dating. Did you start talking to any of the other guys on the show after the show? Or are you texting them now? Maybe some that live near you? Uh, um, to be honest, Corey's a no-go. No. Um, I think David, when the show first, obviously when we filmed the show and then after filming stopped, um, he was still kind of like talking to Lydia. Um, and we've always had like that flirty banter, but I mean, nothing's ever really gone anywhere with me and David. Um, we're just like really good friends and we can proper have a laugh and have banter with each other. But in terms of everyone else, I mean, I look at, like, I look at Bryce and Matthew and all of the rest as my brothers. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a best. <laughs> How long were you guys filming? How long were you on the island? Um, just over a month. Oh, wow. That's a long shoot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's same as Paradise. Yeah, but Paradise is like 21 days from start to finish the shoot. So yeah. I was thinking that they would have been less because it was a less amount of hours on air. Yeah. Well, there were also less amount of people. Listen, friends, it's no secret that healthcare workers literally have our backs right now. Now more than ever, the world sees how truly awesome our healthcare professionals are, which makes me so happy on the inside. Our nurses, our doctors, other healthcare workers are facing this crisis head on just to keep us safe. And if you think about it, they are sacrificing a lot, not just now, but all year round. And honestly, we can't thank them enough, but thanks to Figs, we have a chance to give something in return. And Figs is an incredible company whose mission has been to improve the lives of medical professionals since 2013. So if you don't know what Figs is, they basically create ridiculously soft modern scrubs so that these awesome humans that I just mentioned can look their best and feel their best and perform at their best. And Figs has always had their backs and now we can do the same because they have 
our backs, we need to have their backs in their front. So have healthcare professionals backs and fronts by gifting them a set of figs. Right now, you guys can send a set of fresh scrubs directly to those fighting coronavirus on the front lines. And our listeners can even get 15% off for a limited time. All you guys have to do is just go to wearfigs.com, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter our code GETIT15 at checkout. Honestly, guys, Figs is slaying it through this crisis that we're living in. They're donating 30,000 sets of scrubs to hospitals across the country that need it most. They've also produced millions of N95 masks and PPE, raised $100,000 to the Frontline Responders Fund to help them ship even more PPE. And Figs will continue to do whatever it takes to support healthcare workers during this challenging time. So again, like I said, now more than ever, it's important to recognize these selfless, awesome humans. Let's all get together. Let's do something good. It actually feels really good to do something nice for someone else. And this is a great way at a discounted rate that you can do that. So again, now more than ever, it's important to recognize these selfless, awesome humans. Listeners of the I Don't Get It can get 15% off just for a limited time. All you guys have to do is go to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter our code GETIT15 at check out. You will not regret it and you'll feel so great when you do. Chloe, I'm curious because in, in other reality shows, sometimes we see people in a kitchen or eating or stuff going down. We didn't see yeah. any of that in your show. So like, can you tell me what the eating situation yeah. was like? Okay, so uh, to be honest, I think it was just like, we were constantly filming all the time. If we weren't filming, we were filming, um, like tiny little clips of us on the beach, like looking pretty in our bikinis or like shoot press photos. Um, so when we were filming and all of that was going on, it was kind of like a break. Like, right guys, you can kind of sit down and you can eat now, but we weren't allowed to talk. Oh, okay. So like you obviously want to save the conversations mm-hmm. and the drama for when you're in the retreat. So Honestly, if you guys were watching us eat, there would be no kind of gossip or drama because we weren't allowed to talk. So would producers monitor those moments? Yeah, so like they would literally just say, right, guys, come on, eat your food now. And we eat (laughs) and then... (laughs) <laughs> and then we'd go from eating and then back into their retreat. But it's all in the same bit. You just didn't see it on camera. It was like a table. Yeah. One thing we did see on camera were your microphones, which actually I know you wanted to ask. <laughs> they, they ruined every outfit, Chloe. Yes. Did you want to rip them off and throw them in the ocean? Chloe, on I Bachelor... don't know what's worse, though, because in, in other reality shows, they use the puka shell But that's necklace, the boys. So like... The boys get the shell necklaces, which kind of like ruined their yeah. non-outfit. But with the girls, like in Bachelor in Paradise, Chloe, they very carefully wired our bathing suits up so you could only see them if they got a back shot of us. Wow, okay, I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love coloured clothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I wore red, I wore, um, like, little play suits. And when you've got, like, the band strap around your waist, it looks like you're wearing a black belt. And it's like, for all them people out there that think I cannot coordinate a belt and a dress, please, please, please know that it wasn't me. And it wasn't (laughs) the music. It's mine. And they look with the outfit. That's so funny. Um, someone, one of our listeners wanted to know, I wrote it down. How, Chloe, how did your family react mm-hmm. when they saw you on the show? Okay, so 
when the when we filmed the show and we come back, I had to obviously tell my mum and dad like what happened. And <laughs> she was like, "You were like mom and dad. I was casted because I'm a very sexually active person." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't kind of put it like that. I said to him, "Okay, so." We couldn't have sex on the show, which is good, because one thing my dad said to me was, go on that show and come back with your dignity. And I was like, okay. So I kept that, I think. Mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah. I just you did, you did, for sure. 100%. Good. Um, so when they actually watched the show and I explained it was about like emotional connections, they was not expecting for us to be like we're the horniest people in the world like look at us we can't have sex and my mum and dad were like okay um let me just try and program this you said it was about emotional connections but yeah they watched it and they absolutely loved it oh good yeah because it does seem really trashy at first and then you're like wait a second there's so much depth here it's just very tongue-in-cheek what yeah, was definitely. it like what was it like watching it back obviously because this happened so long ago so when you watched the first episode were you like oh my god were you nervous did you watch with friends over zoom I don't know like how what was that experience like watching yourself back so when I first watched it I was at home um it was like seven in the morning or something like that I woke up and my mum, my dad and my brother were there and I, I turned the telly on. I was just screaming, to be honest. I was like, ah, oh my God. <laughs> um, and then as I was watching it, I kind of started to remember um, what happened in that situation. So say if like, like the Corey situation, I didn't know how that was going to be portrayed. Like I could have looked like a nasty person um, telling Corey, I don't want you anymore. I didn't know how they were going to mm-hmm. shut. Um, so watching it back, I was just like, wow, okay. So I was myself and it's come across really well because I'm just being honest and open. What was, um, so the most relatable moment for me, you, you were very relatable to me watching you because I haven't been in like a full-fledged real relationship. And I feel like sometimes I'll date guys that are great, but then along the line, I'm just so bored because they're not geezers or I don't have banta. <laughs> so <laughs> what was, I forget what the guy's name is that lived in LA on a boat. Was it Bryce? Bryce. 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 Okay. I need, to, I need you to dissect that situation. Like that what, kiss in particularly. Oh, yes, yes. What actually was going on there? Was that kiss so bad? Because I was cringing on my couch watching it. I was like, she is not into this guy yeah. at okay so my mum's always said to me Chloe like give everyone a chance like someone I'm not everyone's cup of tea and if when you first meet me you probably think oh my god she's so annoying but when you get to know me I'm the most loving kind person ever and I grow on people and I thought you know what I'm going to give Bryce a chance so I started talking to him and I, I said to him you're not really my type um and then like he was just he was a little bit cringy with like some of the things he said and some of the things he'd done and how he acted in certain moments but he's got such a pure heart and when I kissed him I just thought this is wrong like I can't continue with Bryce because I know that one for me I can't lead him down the path do you know what I mean because I don't want to hurt him like Corey hurt me Wait, so what did he say that was what did he say that was cringy? Can you share something with us that maybe we didn't see it on the show? 
Um, to be honest, you literally see it. It was like when he was on the piano singing, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, at that moment in time, I felt embarrassed for him. Because... <laughs> but you were such a good sport. You were dancing. You made him feel better because we all were very embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? It takes a lot of gut to stand up in front of everyone and to sing in front of millions of people who are going to watch this on oh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. And he's just, oh, he's so sweet. He's a little bit cringe, but it's just Bryce. Do you know what I mean? How did you guys, you girls, look so good the entire time because in bachelor in paradise the girls kind of like surrender there'll be times where we don't have makeup where we just like just sweaty grossies and you guys one sweat was not really prevalent and then and then your makeup was always perfectly done your hair perfectly done how okay so in the mornings, I think in one of the episodes, I looked rough. Like, do you remember that episode where I was I was poorly and I was sitting in bed? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were yeah, sick. Oh, you, you know what? Honestly, I was like, she doesn't even have, she has like a little bit of makeup on right now and she looks so good. It's sick in bed. Was that like food poisoning or something? Yeah, what um, was that? I've got IBS. Oh, okay. Oh, I have stomach issues too. It's a fucking word. Something didn't tickle my fancy that day. <laughs> but so how did you stay so fresh looking all the time? Um, to be honest, I mean, we'd wake up, um, we'd get in the shower. Um, and then during the day, I wouldn't really wear makeup. Um, but at certain times, I would like put a full face of makeup on because... Um, I don't know. I just felt like, oh, some of the other girls have put makeup on, so I'm going to as well. And I think it kind of reversed, like, swings and roundabouts. Mm-hmm. Like, we would kind of make each other feel gorgeous naturally. But then if someone put a lipstick um, <laughs> a lipstick on a eyeliner, we'd be like, oh, okay, we've got up our game. <laughs> okay, so then what month were you filming in Mexico? Because it just looked cool. To be honest... You've asked me that question. Yeah. Um, I don't really know my mum. You don't know my mum. Oh my god, that's so funny, Chloe. That's so funny. You I mentioned um, you mentioned the showers. Did did people hook up and we just not we just didn't see it? Like Lana didn't see it. And then I want to ask you about Lana. Okay, okay. So absolutely not. Um, Lana sees everything. So the cameras see into the showers and you've got um, no privacy, literally. Like you are in a house um, or a treat, there's cameras everywhere. And like, say if you did kiss someone and the cameras didn't see, you're definitely going to go and tell your best friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. got mics on the whole time. So you're going to slip up because sometimes you forget you've got the mics on. So did you have to take a shit with, like, the guy you like, like, Corey standing right there? No. No? No. So, like, obviously we had toilets with locked doors, but there was a camera. Wow. There's a camera in the toilet room? But it wasn't a live recorded camera. So, basically, like, say if I went in there and I hurt myself, um, and I don't know, or if someone come in and hit me, 
there would just be proof of that happening if it was ever needed. To, it was. It's like for safety. Got it. Got it. Understood. That makes sense. Okay. What did you think, like, <clears throat> when Lana started talking, and like, what the fuck is Lana? Okay. So when I first heard Lana, I thought, really, a traffic cone. Okay. Um. But then you kind of build a relationship with Lana because she speaks our lingo. Like she talks like a proper babe. So you get to you get to know her, know her personality. I want to talk like you so bad. All right, friends, I'm so excited to tell you about this new sponsor we have, and it's called Uncommon Goods. Honestly, it gives it away in the name. These goods are so sick. Mother's Day is coming up on May 10th. I went on there. I got my mom this really sick cheese board that um, is in the shape of like an ampersand, like the and sign. And it's really cool because you can stack crackers and cheese in it. You have to go online to see what I'm talking about, but it's honestly the cutest thing. I also bought some candles for myself. Um, I got a homesick candle, which I love because they smell like different states. And I've really been missing Big Sur. A lot of you know, that's like my favorite place in the whole world. So I got the Northern California candle so I can sort of bring Big Sur to my house for now until we can leave again. Um, Another thing I love on their website is the alphabet vase. Um, They honestly have everything. I should just go. They have stuff for um, women, men, home, gifts, jewelry. They have stuff for kids, kitchen bar, a lot of decorative stuff. I've been working on my house. Um, The alphabet vase I was telling you about is a vase in the shape of a letter. So it's really cool. I got this really cute N. Um, You can go on there to see what I'm talking about. But this website is the jam and everything is so affordable. Basically, it has unique, fun, beautiful gifts, things for everyone in your life, including yourself. Like I was saying, I had to stack up on candles. So Uncommon Goods has thousands of amazing, unique gifts. You can find the perfect thing for whoever you're shopping for, something you never knew existed, but it feels like it was just made for them. Honestly, I feel like it's a little more personal than ordering something on that website we tend to always order stuff from when we want to get people gifts. The reality is, is that some of us may not be able to spend Mother's Day or graduation with our friends and family. And it's even more of a reason to celebrate these special occasions with unique, thoughtful gifts. So whether it's a personalized bird feeder for their garden or a boxed wine dispensing sphere for elevated entertaining, they even have puzzles featuring famous females from history. Uncommon Goods has the most fun, original, creative gifts that your family and friends will love and remember forever. And guess what? They donate a dollar for every purchase and they've given more than two $2 million to nonprofit organizations like Rain and the IRC. So they also support good causes like paid family leave, a fair living wage. They don't sell products made with fur, feather, or leather. And most importantly, they support small businesses and local artists. So honestly, this is such a great company. I'm so excited that we're partnering with them. Um, so Uncommon Goods knows finding the perfect gift can be really hard. So they want to make it fun and easy for our listeners. All you guys have to do is go to uncommongoods.com and you'll get 10% off your purchase if you text get it to 56320. Write that down. That's uncommongoods.com. And don't forget to text get it, G-E-T-I-T, to the number 56320 for 10% off. Um, Happy gifting. And I am so excited to hear what you guys buy for your friends and family. Okay. So Chloe, if you had to be on an island alone with Corey or Haley, who would you pick? Haley. Haley. Okay. Got it. Were you friends with Haley? (laughs) Pardon? Were you friends with Haley or did she also rub you the wrong way? No, me and Haley were friends, yeah. Um, 
there was a couple of moments that we had um, where we'd like give each other a cuddle and just like make sure each other were okay. I mean, when you're in that type of environment, it's an emotional roller coaster. Like I cried a handful of times and so did everyone else. And it's really nice to just make sure everyone's okay because it can be really pressure. Yeah, I still speak to Hayley now. Yeah, I'm sure they made her seem a lot worse than she was and only showed her bad moments. I'm in the same... I mean, I'm in the same sorority as Haley from the same state. And I was like, oh no, this is so bad. Yeah, it's bad oh, representation. My. I mean, they can't manipulate or edit anything you haven't said. Mm-hmm. So that is Haley. And you're not going to, obviously, you didn't, you're not, you're not going to want to watch us sitting down, having a nice chat, drinking a cup of tea. Like, it's not gossy enough. And, I mean, our reality TV selves um, is ourselves, but it's an exaggerated version because they've got a whole month's worth of filming. They've got to cut it into eight episodes. And I mean, whatever they've kind of cut with Hayley is Hayley. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't have the footage. Chloe, <laughs> what was up with Nicole? Because that girl didn't play any role in the show. But it seemed like you guys were, like, besties. Yeah, so Nicole was literally, like, my backbone. Um, She didn't find any romantic connections, which is upsetting. Um, She was was quite upset on the show, to be honest, because she... um, she like she fancied a couple of the guys and then kind of everyone got snatched up pretty quick and she was kind of just there for me throughout my journey and there's a lot of unseen bits like that didn't really make the cut um so like just us having like really nice girly chats um but yeah it's, it's quite sad that she's not really featured a lot because she's got such an amazing personality did she like Matt at first? Because Matt, Matt, Lauren, and I were saying he re- quite literally is too hot to handle that man. <laughs> at first, like seeing his face, I was like, "Holy shit, this guy is so hot." Um, to be honest, Matt and Nicole, um, throughout the journey, journey in the retreat, I think they were just like besties. To be honest, I, don't I didn't know one Matt- like Matthew. Pardon? Why didn't anyone like Matthew? I mean, it's... You're kind of... Matthew, he's not weird. I mean, he's just Matthew. And he's got sarcasm, he's got banter. And he goes in deep with all of his conversations. So, I mean, the girl for him weren't in that retreat. And I'm telling you now, he, I reckon he'll be snatched up pretty quick. Absolutely. Because I, everyone loves him. Of all the activities you guys did, which one do you feel like you got the most out of? I would say the Yoni. Oh, the Yoni yeah. challenge. That's what stands out the most to me, <laughs> too. Yeah. Did you Wait, did you look at your vagina before? Um, before the exercise? Be, no, I've never really looked, to be honest. Hmm. Why just, am I so weird? I've looked a lot. I, I will take a mirror down okay. there once a month to make sure everything's looking good. <laughs> I haven't. I think it's crazy. A lot of women, I'm like you, Chloe. Like, I, I haven't really, like, explored down there. And I feel like a lot of women haven't, which is crazy. I think it's good you guys have. I think I only really look at it when I shave. And that's it. Mm, yeah. No but then you can't really 
like in there. <laughs> what, I love about, what I love about this show is that it's so, um, like, as opposed to other reality shows, you turn it on and it just seems sort of, I, I felt like it was very VH1-like in, in a sense. Like the first episode, I was like, oh my God, this is like, they they handpicked the most shallow of the shallow across the globe. And then it's really awesome how you see the growth and there are so many like great friend moments. And it seemed like it was sort of like um, an eight hour movie, you know, with an arc as opposed to just like this little story, this little story, this little story. So I thought that was really awesome. Um, my last question for you, I'm sure Ashley Lauren might have another one, but my last question for you is, did, did you think everyone should have split the money or no? To be honest, I thought Harry and Francesca were going to win the money. Um, and I wasn't happy about it. I thought I was, I worked myself up in the villa because I was like, if they win the money, then I'm going to be upset mm-hmm. because everyone has invested in this process. Everyone's had ups and downs. And this is a show about self-development. They actually weren't super clear at the beginning about the money situation. They're like, there's a $100,000 pot and you have to keep it by not hooking up with anyone. But did you guys assume that you would be splitting it in I the thought end? everyone or, got 100000 Oh, really? But or then, that a couple know. was going to get it? Like, what was the consensus throughout the process? Okay, so I thought... I'm not good at maths, by the way, if you didn't know. Um <laughs> I thought that maybe we have a hundred k each, mm-hmm. and if I get someone, it gets reduced from my prize fund. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, as we went on, only one prize fund was reducing Violana. So I was like, "Wow, okay." So we've got a hundred thousand pounds split between all of us. There was like 10, 10 people in the villa. So if someone kissed, it was like oh my God, they've just lost us three grand. Or if someone went in the retreat um, in their VIP suite room alone, it's like, oh my God, they're going to spend money. Um, I didn't once ever think on that experience, how much money am I going to get? Is it going to get split? I think it was only up until the end point that I started to think about it. And I was like, okay, so now I've self-developed and I've started to like respect and love myself. Um Am I going to win any money? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I bet I thought that you were going to win it all. I bet like money that you were going to win it all because I think that you had the most development and it had nothing to do with ending up with someone else. Yeah. I think you're right there as far as like who ended up single. And then I think like Sharon and Rhonda would have won as like a couple. But they so still she... spent $16,000. Oh, but true. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Before we let you go, I know you have to leave. Um, when you did kiss Bryce and you've pretty been pretty much been honest about the fact that you were like meh about kissing Bryce in the first place, how much producer sway was there before that moment? Um, to be honest, it was all on my own, um, on my own accord. I like, I would never do something if I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just going to kiss someone just to make a headline or I'm not going to kind of pretend to like someone just to get more airtime. Like I thought, do you know what? I'm not going to cut Bryce off because he might be a nice geezer. And I kissed him and then I was like, mm, no, he's not for me. <laughs> but you thought like, oh, $3,000, whatever. I haven't wasted any money and everybody else has. So let's just go for it. 
Yeah, definitely. Like there was good intentions behind me losing that money. Like, I didn't just go, do you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm just going to lose loads of money. Mm-hmm. It like, it had, I just didn't want to lead him on. So I, I needed to know if I kiss him, is the sexual attraction there? If it's not, I can't talk to him anymore because I don't want to hurt him. Totally. That's such good reasoning. So a lot of you guys have actually been texting me or DMing me or just straight up writing in my comments, how am I using this time that we are all currently in? And listen, if you're bored and you're looking for a fun way to pass the time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and also a gripping story, your answer is this game called Best Fiends. So it's an app. It's a game that you can download in your phone. And basically, it's a casual game that anyone can play, but it is made for adults. And you can spend as much time or as little time as you'd like to in the game. I am on level three. I play a lot. I love. I recently found um, some, of, some of my old gaming systems in the closet, and that's what sort of inspired my like new love for gaming during this time (laughs) because there's an end goal and it's really you know it's just really fun to challenge yourself um, and try and win something and I think that's a great way to play and spend your time and sort of just release that inner child in yourself what I love about best fiends is that they have bright colors and a visual style and design and it is a five-star rated game so you know that a lot of people are playing and a lot of people are loving it. The best part about Best Fiends though is that you don't need internet to play. So you can literally play anywhere you are. So if you guys want to engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters, trust me with over a hundred million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. So download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can literally do it right now. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Okay, last, last question. What, like, what do you do now? I'm sure people want to know about your life right now before we let you go. Like, what is your life like right now back at home? Aside from the quarantine stuff, like what do you do for work and stuff like that? Okay. So at the moment it's absolutely hectic. I'm having interviews like every day. I've got, um, brands sending me stuff to kind of vlog about and like give reviews on. I've been talking to my manager about, um, owning my own book, printing my own book, like Chloe's dictionary. Um, that's uh, amazing. Giza. I want a geezer shirt. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, there's there's no end to this. And this is just the start for me. And I really just want to kind of pursue my career in like acting, modeling and doing TV. So hopefully this is the start of something. And hopefully you'll see more of Chloe. Yay! Oh, I want to. I want to listen to you talk forever and ever. Definitely make that <laughs> book. That's so smart. So smart. Well, Chloe, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. We hope you're staying safe and sane and that we can't wait to see more of you, hopefully, through your thank book. I'm a gorgeous bunch, bunch of girls. Thank you so <laughs> thank you. much. You're the best. Bye. You're Bye. the best. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Now we're going to talk to David. Oh, there he is. Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> David, you are our favorite male from the show. We're so happy to have oh, you. Amazing. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. How are you doing? Oh, you look so cute. I know. You look amazing. (laughs) I feel like once you were on screen, I was like, oh, my God. Um, You know, they lost Prince Harry, but they gained David Burt Whistle. Burt Whistle. Whistle. Uh, How do you say your last name? That was pretty good, to be fair. Burt Whistle, it's not a very common name, so I'll let you off. No dramas. <laughs> Lauren, mom was saying that he looks like Jack. 
Oh, well, you're very handsome. You look like her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> to oh, make God, her feel awkward. So now, Lauren, awkward. now Lauren and Naz both see it. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, David, let's start off with the question that everybody's thinking. Um, how are you guys so sexually charged? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I mean... How are we so sexually charged? I think that isn't everyone underneath it all. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. So I was, it was funny because I was looking at our message board before we recorded this and some people were like, am I not normal? Because like, I don't need sex like every 24 hours. (laughs) Did you really have sex like almost Um, every day before this experiment? Yeah, what was your sexual life before the show? That's what we want to know. Um, okay, let me tell you. So it kind of depends on the... Um, <clears throat> it kind of depends on the time and frame which you're talking about as to how my how my sexual habits were. Um, you know, like, I've been, I'm like any guy. I've had relationships and stuff, and in those relationships, I'm obviously monogamous, and it's, you know, how your relationship is defines how your sex is within that relationship right um but obviously being single for quite a while you know habits were a little bit different and um it wasn't every day though i mean i don't i don't i don't claim to have it every day either i think that was that was bryce i know he spoke for the whole group (laughs) <laughs> it's like when Bryce said that, I, I was we like, were all like, mm, "No, you don't, sir. Yeah, no, not at all. all. It's believable." I was like, "I yeah. live in LA. That is not accurate." No. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have sex that often. I mean, I think that I, I'm not quite the same as the other guys. Like, I don't just kind of go from like one girl to the next, to the next, to the next. It's always been a case of like dating somebody. Although, how you know, it could be casual. But it's not like a kind of relay of people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's always some intent there. And um it's just more for me that I was just keeping relationships casual for 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 a while. I just wasn't ready to take that step and go further. I was kind of just like deliberately keeping people at arm's length. And so kind of dating would last however long it would last, like a couple months maybe. Um and so it was more that that was how things were going rather than deliberately like just doing like a one night, then another night mm-hmm. and then another night. Like for me, that's a bit, it gets a bit boring, you okay. know? Because they definitely sometimes made it seem like you guys had a new person every night. I think some people were but like maybe that, not you. But because, we can tell based on your personality that you're not really that kind of guy. Yeah, that's why we probably liked you the most because you came across as somebody who had heart and soul. An- Right off the bat. I feel like we learned everybody's heart and soul eventually, but like for you, it was evident right away. I don't, I would say it was after you had like sort of made this connection with Rhonda, Mm -hmm. but yes, you single-handedly became like an American sweetheart and you're not American. So (laughs) (laughs) did you, to start off chronologically, did you regret not kissing Rhonda that first or second day, whatever it was? that's an interesting one i don't really have any regrets from the show at all um there was the opportunity but it's that's not really the guy i am you know i i wouldn't really everything i did was is who i am and i did it to represent myself so it's not like i would think oh damn i should have done that then i would have then i would have got one up on 
Sharon, and then we wouldn't have had that discussion and all these kind of things. I don't regret anything that happened, and I don't think that um, that I missed out at all. You know, like Rhonda's a wonderful, wonderful woman, and we still have a really good friendship, and we still got a deeper connection anyway. Um, so everything happened for a reason, I think, and. <laughs> It gave, I think, and uh, it gave Sharon and I a good opportunity to kind of test our friendship and learn a little bit from that experience as well. You were so sweet when you sat down with him and you were like, if you are going to put your all into this woman, I want you to do that. Yeah, I'm not just going to give it up to like a fuck boy or something. What was, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Are you still friends with Sharon? And can you like give us more insight into that moment? Did you like... Were you like, shit, I really want Rhonda for myself? Like, what was going through your head? Well, yeah, definitely Sharon and I are still friends. Like, he's my boy. Like, we clicked so early on. Literally, I think he was there, and it was just him and Chloe, maybe, when I came in, uh, or him and Chloe and Haley. And straight away, I just, like, we kind of hugged, or a little, like, bro hug. And then I was like, damn, this boy's got banter. Like, he was funny. <laughs> I was like, damn, I like this guy. So us Americans need to use the word banter way more. Wait, but can you you def okay, Chloe was just on with us. She defined geezer. We know what banter is, but I'm just curious, is it different to you guys? Like how do you define banter? Are we talking about the same thing here? I think it's probably pretty similar now. Like, um, for us, banter is is kind of jokes. It's pulling fun yeah. at people, right? Like it's it's making jokes at other people's expenses. But I think that it's the British way of doing it, perhaps. Like, we're a little bit more dry than most Americans. And so, you know, like, some of, some of the guys in there, like Bryce, for example, he came in and we were giving him banter or giving him shit. That's another thing you'd say to someone, like, oh, we're giving Bryce a bit of shit, like, having a bit of a joke with him. And he just didn't get it at all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, <got> it. <laughs> he didn't. He was like, I don't, what? Why are you guys, what? I got what? Oh, he seemed like a lost little puppy in a sea of studs. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a boat. Oh he my has god. A boat, yeah. Oh, um, he's got a boat. Okay, so do you have a girlfriend now? How has dating been since? Um since filming until now, well, let's say filming until the show aired mm -hmm. has been obviously very normal. Like I had dated some people um but nothing had kind of come about. It just, you know, for me, I suppose, in the back of my head, I was like, I know there potentially is some um, people going to be asking about all this stuff. Like, am I really in a position to be, like, diving in with somebody else, knowing that this is going to happen? And, like, is that really fair on them? Because I know that one of the main questions everyone asks is, are you in a relationship? And then is that person going to want to have any of the attention from this? And how's that all going to work? And I think in my, like, at least at some level, I was trying to just like make sure I didn't have any additional responsibilities because of how chaotic at the moment and insane and crazy the situation is. Um, but I've dated, I've dated a few girls and it's been, yeah, it's been really good. Kind of just definitely the approach that I took changed, right? Did like this is the key thing is that doing the show, coming out of it, my mindset was now, okay, I need to be like consciously dating, like deliberately dating, mm -hmm. kind of going on dates, trying to understand 
more about this girl? Is this somebody that I can see myself with? Is this someone that I want to be like committing to for the long term? Do I see longevity in this? And that was the biggest shift because before I was like, is this person fun? Hell yeah, <laughs> let's go out on some dates. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, it's so refreshing to see a guy on a reality show sort of have that aha moment and that growth. Like for a, for a woman watching, it's almost, it's like porn. You're like, oh my God, he's ready to settle down. <laughs> like, he, he wants to settle. This is incredible. You're like... Um, did you, did you date Lydia after at all? And did anything come from that? And then I want to know how you actually felt about Chloe. Cause I was like really into you guys when you sort of were like eating strawberries out of each other's mouths. Mm, the strawberries. Uh, Lydia, Fond I memory. Think, mm. Oh, the banter, the strawberries. <laughs> uh, Lydia, Lydia and I are still in touch. Um, we still talk and we have a really nice friendship. And what happened on the show definitely gave us some like really strong foundations because we both went through this change and and like Lydia <clears throat> definitely kind of started her 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 journey there and it was such a massive catalyst clearly and I've seen that evolve with her. Um, we didn't date after the show. Um, it wasn't really right, you know. There's other things going on in her life and we've still remained friends and we still talk a lot and we kind of help each other continue on our personal development together. And like, we're really close, but I think that there just was maybe a, this, the, there was just too much complexity to the, to the, to the start. And we needed some time to kind of let things settle. If that makes sense. Do you guys live relatively close to each other? We live relatively close in American terms. Like we live, she lives in Portsmouth, which is probably like two and a half hours from me. Okay, yeah, that could work. Yeah, that can totally work if you guys felt like it could work. Um, she is hot as fuck. I will say her eyes are insane. So, so you and Chloe, we we like we heard from Chloe beforehand, and we know that you guys are really good friends. It kind of made me feel like maybe you've kissed off camera. (laughs) <laughs> that's a very leading question isn't it <laughs> we're just trying to have banter here. david we're just trying to oh, have banter yeah what did what did chloe say give me the inside scoop and then i'll let you guys know <laughs> well, well she, well, said, you she, she, she said, said you kissed <laughs> yeah i mean did she <laughs> i don't think that we have kissed <laughs> oh okay well then she said you were close to kissing <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i mean you know what like after we we left the show we've all been out together at some point and um like we've been to a couple of parties and stuff so it's possible but there you know by the time the show had finished there was some possible <laughs> <laughs> she's very beautiful we wouldn't we wouldn't hate you for it yeah now nah, chloe is beautiful and she's hilarious and she's a brilliant person and um you know, we are great friends now, for sure. And um, going through the going through the retreat together, it, it, we are all bonded, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the, been the brilliant thing about this whole experience is that we are all bonded. Um, there isn't a romantic relationship between me and Chloe, and um, but with that being said, she's she's a beautiful, funny, hilarious woman, and um, 
I'm sure that one day she's going to make a, a guy very happy and he's going to make her very happy. Absolutely. But for me and her, it's just not where, you know, it didn't work. Yeah. I um. Go ahead, Lauren. I just want to know what you did for work or what you do do for work, like on the day to day, because you look like a sexy Wall Street guy right now. <laughs> uh, so I'm, cas- I'm wearing a shirt casually and I never wear a shirt. You never wear a shirt. It's giving something <laughs> that right must now. Be why, that must be why you're seeing him in a different like light. Yeah. Yes. Everyone listening right now, he has like three, but the top three buttons are not buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's like Wall Street. It's um, it's hot in London. It's like twenty two degrees today. Whatever, so that's I've, freezing. No. <laughs> Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> Celsius. Yeah. Um, what do I do for work? I'm a by trade. I'm a personal trainer, right? Like that's what I've been doing for the majority of my life. The funny thing is that I trained. I, I went to university and did a degree in strength and conditioning, and like I started working as a PT, and then I was like, oh damn, there's not really much of a career in fitness. And so I went back to university and studied petroleum engineering, huh. got a degree in engineering. She's more attracted then... to even now, even more now than she was <laughs> two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the, I don't know, the funny thing was I kind of got halfway through that degree and I actually realized that oh, you can make a career out of fitness. You just have to build the career ladder yourself. Yeah. You can't work for someone else. You have to be self-employed. You have to own a business. And so... Now I run a company called Endeavor Life, which is basically uh, an integrated platform for people to get more out of life. So they get training, nutrition, and also mindset coaching. And it's very much about like a practical application of, of mindset and performance coaching to make people get more out of life. So like get fitter, healthier, and also understand what's going on up top too. I love that because clearly we got to see your transformation up top through all like the workshops on the show. And the one that I loved the most, obviously seeing men hug in mud is oh. sexually charging, but it is also, it was also mentally stimulating because we, you know, we live in this toxic masculine world. A lot of men don't like to open up about their emotions and feelings, which is why I actually love guys that go on reality shows. Um, can you tell me more like about that and like what that was? Had you ever done anything like that before? Cause that was really cool to see on a big Netflix show like this. Yeah. That's charging that, towards your fear basically. <laughs> yeah. We tackled fear head on. It was a really powerful workshop and you know, we were doing it for a long time. You guys obviously saw a cut down version of it, but we were out there for, I would say probably like three or four hours doing Whoa. this workshop. Yeah, it was really involved and <clears throat> a lot of personal stuff was shared amongst the guys. And it was one of the most bonding moments for all of us in the retreat. <clears throat> the um, Like that was something which we broke down barriers with each other. We created this space that was kind of safe and allowed uh, complete lack of judgment you know we were able to just share and be honest and open about some of the traumas that have happened in our lives some of the things that have been holding us back some of the things which are preventing us from having the best time from being completely comfortable in our own skin and maybe some of the things that have been holding us back in relationships with our family with girlfriends things like that and so we just kind of shared all these things and I'm not going to share what the other guys mm-hmm. basically said about it because it's not my place to tell you. But 
the stuff that they talked about was so deep and it was so honest and so real that everyone started looking at each other in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it was something which really made me see how we don't do that as blokes, right? Like guys don't do this. And it's such a shame. Like girls, you know, let's say you break up with your with your boyfriend or he does something and he's like, oh, this guy's such a dickhead. Like you call up the girls, like girls come round, I need to chat to you. And then you kind of get together and you process what's going on and you talk about it and you understand it and maybe you can move forward and get over it. Whereas guys, we like, you know, say the girlfriend isn't going very well and he's like, oh, mate, yeah, should we go out tonight? Yeah, let's go get pissed. And yeah. that's the way that we deal with it. Or you play video games together and you don't talk about it, you shoot people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so there's just no processing of these things which actually cause uh, trauma in, in your brain and stop you from actually moving forward. And so it definitely made me realize that actually as guys, we do need to be more open with each other. We do need to share these things which are holding us back because it's only when we start talking about them that we can normalize them. And then once we've normalized them, the scale and the size and the impact of that thing gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. So that's when we can go, oh, cool. Okay. Like I understand that now I can let that go. And when we let it go, that's when we become way more confident, like truly confident in who we are, mm. more self-aware, more, more like understanding. And then we stop pretending as much. And that was something which was, I think, probably most evident with Bryce. Like mm. Bryce walks oh, in for real, and we all think he's this presenter. I, like we legit thought he was an actor <laughs> because he had, he had this crazy bravado, this like, we're like, this guy can't be real. Like he's this like a That's fictional LA. person. That's LA for you. <laughs> he's like the quintessential. <laughs> and then he like really, and then he said like that he actually didn't like the way he looked and stuff. And that was like, <laughs> he was so insecure. Very insecure. And everything he was doing was just to like cover up everything. It was so yeah. good to see. Yeah. yeah he but he admitted like a nice yeah. guy at the end. Um, I just wanted to just clap for I'm you. Gonna yeah. I'm going to sign up for so your good. like fitness program so I can hear you talk about like male emotions more. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it, it just, I feel like what guys don't realize is that that's why it's so, it's so attractive and hot to women when men do that. So it's like, you would actually be so much hotter mm-hmm. to like women. If you just said everything you just said, <laughs> like, <it's>, like <laughs> but you that's got amazing. it. Like this is the, I don't get it podcast, but David gets it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. Any other questions? Yeah, I want to talk about that one yeah. activity where you were looking, was it into Rhonda's yeah. eyes and then you started crying? Yeah. Talk about yeah, yeah, the yeah. power of um, that. That was intense, right? That was a really, really intense experience. And like the the kind of setup was you obviously saw the the first bit, which was the hugging, you know, we had to like hug each other to to display this emotion. And then the next bit was, okay, we, you just got to look into each other's eyes for five minutes. Don't talk. Don't try. Like, don't look away. Just focus on the person in front of you. And the first kind of minute is a little bit awkward. You're kind of unsure about it. And there's that kind of barrier that you feel maybe you have to smile or maybe you have to like make a joke or you just don't feel settled. But then over time that feeling it starts to like float away and after a couple of minutes you just look at this person and for me I just started to 
really see Rhonda and mm. all of like everything else disappeared. And I was just so focused on this one person and all the little pieces of information that I'd learned about her up until that point started to come together. And it was like this bit from over here, this bit from over here, this bit from over here. They all just lined up and it all just started to click. And I was like, oh my gosh, this woman has gone through so much, yet she's still this amazing person and she's so strong and she's got such a wonderful nature about her. And I was just like, it all just kind of got to me that like someone can be like that. And I guess it was it was less, I wasn't sad at all or it, trying to uh, understand the emotion. It was more that I was just like overwhelmed by her as a person and that was really really powerful and again it was something it it, it was uncomfortable to start with it was something which took me completely out of my comfort zone and I had to push through that but once I pushed through that uncomfortable feeling and really gave myself to that experience then I started to get so much more from it and it did bring us closer together and you know it's it's a depth to our friendship now at what point did she tell you that she has a son? Did she tell you or did she just told Sharon and Sharon told others? We actually, um, I knew before the period of time it appears that it comes okay. out, right? Yeah. So she, Rhonda hadn't, didn't hide it at all. She, she was very open with us about her family situation oh, okay. from the start. So that was, you know, part of my response in that, um, workshop was because I knew that she had a son. Got it. They portrayed it as she told everyone at the very end and it was a secret. But I guess it may have just been a secret to the newcomers. Well, no. Yeah, that, I, I feel like you just think that she just didn't tell Sharon about it. I don't think it was like... Yeah, maybe uh, maybe so. Maybe. But maybe that but was just David, clipped in. I wanted to ask... Um, what was I? Oh, so where does your relationship with Rhonda stand now? Because we know that Rhonda and Sharon sort of like haven't, Ashley, you said they haven't seen each yeah, other. They so- haven't seen each other in the past year. Um, well, my relationship with Rhonda is <clears throat> like we're friends, which is, which is wonderful. I mean, she lives obviously in America and I live in the United Kingdom and <clears throat> her dynamic with Sharon and my friendship with Sharon was such that the thought just never ever crossed my mind to even consider thinking about mm-hmm. pursuing her in any way. You know, like I made that decision. You guys saw that process with me and Sharon and talked it through. And from that point, it's like, you know, I just flipped a switch and I was like, you can't, you can't even entertain that, that idea. So once the, once the show finished, that didn't change. Like I still have a loyalty to Sharon and I developed this beautiful friendship with Rhonda. And so her and I still talk and like, you know, we've, we've been through something really powerful together and now we're kind of in this new whirlwind and we're kind of supporting each other and we're still really great friends. And we chatted on the phone for like an hour a few days ago and like, it's still really nice to have that. And I think that one thing that has come out of this for me is that I now have a bunch of platonic female friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Is that the first time in, in your life that you've had a bunch of girls that you don't look at sexually? Uh, I think that there's definitely, it, you know, in the past, and I think this is the same for 
almost every guy, right? Like you don't, if you meet a girl and you go, oh, you're quite cool. I kind of like hanging around with you. Then your thought process next is, we should date. Like, that's such a good idea. <laughs> you know, like, I like hanging out with you. You like hanging out with me. The next step is we go on a date. And yeah. so that is what I've been doing. That's what every other bloke does. And actually, I think that having female friends in the past, it's kind of one of those things you're like, why do you have female? Like, girls are like, why do you have a female friend? Like, is she really your friend? Have you guys had sex? What's mm-hmm. going on there? There has to be more than this platonic friendship. Whereas now I am so comfortable in the friendships that I have with girls that, you know, if a girl asks me that question, I'd just be like, no, I just don't think you understand then. You know, there's just, there's that element, which now I'm really comfortable with having female friends that are just completely platonic and there is a depth to it, which is beautiful, um, but there's no romantic element. And I think that's something that's been pretty powerful for me. I don't even know you, but I'm so proud of you. I know, me too. Has anyone learned so much from a reality show as David? Well, <laughs> I think everyone on yeah. that show did. My absolute favorite part of the show, David, is your fucking dream about personal growth. <laughs> I have never oh, laughed oh my God, so hard. Was that legit? That so yeah, like, what, what was that? Uh... uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you do you like what talk in your sleep a that? lot? Well, I I sleep I sleep by myself, but so I don't, I don't believe know, that. But... <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, <clears throat> so the, that that was one hundred percent legit, right? That was like I mean, you saw it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry was like asking me, and Francesco asking me. I'm like, what? Are you kidding? Like, I had no idea, and I think that. It looks like in the footage that I talk so loud, I wake myself up. Mm-hmm. Who who does that? <laughs> who talks so loud in their sleep, they wake themselves up? Honestly, <laughs> I was cracking up. That was my funniest moment as well. I couldn't believe it. But um, the funny thing is that I uh, I was like, my mom watched the show and she, she messaged me straight away. She was like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard you say stuff before. It's never usually quite as well articulated. But then she uh, she, she also went, your brother does it too and just like threw my brother under the bus as well so i was like yeah jack if you're listening you can come and join me over here pal <laughs> that's amazing i'm sure everyone out there is wondering how old is jack and if he's single yes i was uh, just thinking that and what is his instagram <laughs> his um he's not single no he's got a very beautiful very funny girlfriend and they live in they live in sydney actually oh that's Mm. lovely okay so last question for david i guess mine will go around last questions Mm -hmm. um okay so you are single and how can a woman impress you like what kind of traits are you looking for you obviously don't have a physical type because it's all over the spectrum that's That's a good question um i think that for me the the thing that is becoming more apparent is that you have to be on this journey with me now, you know, like because I'm becoming more aware of like myself and what's important and what's going to move my life forward, that the person that I want to be in a relationship with also has to have those similarities, you know, like they have to be thinking a little bit deeper. They have to have a little bit more kind of intellect to be able to ask difficult questions and go on that journey. So like, as far as looks, it's, you know, I, I don't really have a, specific type like women are you know if if you're beautiful you're beautiful 
I think that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. There's no real definition on that for me. Um, but as far as personality, like I'm, I'm a sucker for a bubbly personality. Like if someone starts laughing at my jokes, I'll be like, damn, okay, all right. <laughs> You're laughing at my jokes. I'm not even that funny. So, all right, cool. We can, we can hang out. <laughs> That's adorable. Um, I, I just want to get like some dirt. I was like, is there anyone you like couldn't stand talking to on the island? Anyone you, you don't like? You mean apart from Haley? <laughs> okay, so, so Haley. yeah, sure. Haley is your answer then, right? <laughs> Anyone else? Nah, I mean, apart apart from her, I got on so well with everybody. Um, like Francesca and I, like we weren't very close whilst we were in there, but since we've had a great opportunity to kind of chat a little bit more, and we're we're good friends, and yeah, so there's no real no real dramas with everyone. Like Haley was a nightmare though like an absolute nightmare i'm okay. not gonna try and sugarcoat it like i i i i tried i tried so hard to like bring her with us right like there was there was this moment that matt and i had where we talked to her in the in the bedroom and we literally spent what felt like an hour basically trying to make her see that life isn't always the same and that even though life might be good now in the future that might change that the current situation is cool but like what happens if something traumatic happens what happens if your friends leave you what happens if your boyfriend leaves you what happens if this happens and that happens and like life constantly is changing and it's adapting and we need to be able to adapt with it we need to be able to deal with situations and move forward and grow as human beings and Haley didn't really care at all about that. And that was really difficult. Because she wasn't embracing the process, really? Yeah. She um, wasn't open-minded to okay. the idea of needing to grow. I feel like she probably was a little disappointed that maybe no one was pursuing her. And then that put a bad taste in her mouth. And then her best friend everyone wanted. I don't know. Best friend slash love interest. Absolutely. Um, I, <laughs> think maybe uh yeah like no one really actively pursued her i think that the guys that were in there at the start like we all got on really well and that's because a lot of us had similarities in like thinking slightly more deeply like all of the guys are, are, are quite intelligent you know which is mm-hmm. um which was really good because i was in there and i'm like cool i can have these awesome conversations like kels is very smart matt's very smart sharon's smart like Harry fucking love Kells. Fucking love Kells, man. Harry but Kells Harry cool, <laughs> Harry Harry's like he's he's smart in specific ways, but he's younger than the rest of us, he's right? Like so that was a bit of a different sure. Yeah, exactly. But um Haley just didn't I don't think she really intellectually stimulated any of the guys. None of the guys pursued her and then she made it really clear that she didn't fancy any of us anyway. So that was that meant that we kind of there there just never was the opportunity. There was never that chance of anything happening because very clear, very early on, she wasn't interested in us. Mm. So we can't, you know, it's not that I don't think anyone even no one resented her for it. No one like tried and failed or anything. It was just a case of it was quite clear nothing was ever gonna happen. Okay, so I have one last question and then we have one fan question I wanted to throw in there because we asked Chloe. But I actually asked Chloe this question. Did you think that everyone should have gotten the money? I think that 
if everyone didn't get the money, it would be very hard to define who should get it and what is the quantifiable mm-hmm. thing which dictates growth between people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I went on a journey, Bryce went on a journey, Chloe did, Nicole did, like everyone who wasn't in a relationship or at the end still showed personal growth. And the point was, can you make deeper, more meaningful connections with people? It wasn't, can you get in a relationship, mm-hmm. spend loads of money, and then in one night make it all back? Like that wasn't the definition. That wasn't the point of it. So I think that it all worked out the way <clears throat> the way it should have worked out. I think it would have been really unfair to people like Kells, for example, who played the game exactly as it should have been. He stuck to the rules the whole time. Yeah. He came very close with Francesca, but even with that temptation in front of his face, he didn't. And so that shows self-restraint anyway. So then are we in a position where we're defining success by making mistakes and then overcoming those mistakes? Or are we defining success by taking the task and achieving it from the start? So I think that everyone getting the money is fair. Also, like there's this, you know, the Sharon and Rhonda relationship dynamic. There was so much growth that Sharon showed. And like, how can we say Sharon had more growth than somebody else or somebody else's mm-hmm. growth is less important than mm-hmm. his? Like, I think that in this situation, it was the right response. Um, and I, I'm glad that they did it the way that they did it. it was yeah, me good. too. No, we all definitely agree with algorithm. you. There's no equation or algorithm, obviously, to like who grew more. Um, yeah, exactly. But- the- I was just going to say that when it comes to these kind of things, like it is all subjective, right? So like a problem to you on your scale of like nothing to everything could be everything. But to somebody else, that problem could be nothing Mm -hmm. because they have more perspective or they've done more things or they just have a different way of looking at it. And so you can't necessarily, in my opinion, quantify something like this because pain and growth and development and these psychological changes are so subjective to the individual and uh, it's why mental health is such an important thing because we can't just like blanket it and be like unless you're clinically depressed because of these things then you don't have something you should be worked on you know like we have to kind of talk about it all as a broad picture so I'm glad I think they did it in a really good way um so refreshing to hear this I um was a producer on The Bachelor so it's like I just think the show is so genius because from the title you think it's the most shallow thing ever yet I've yeah. never seen people be so spiritually awakened and mm-hmm. mentally stimulating from a reality show so it's so refreshing um we'll end with our fan question who asked has anyone ever told you you look like a beefier older Tom Holland <laughs> <laughs> Um, you I know what? I Tom never... Holland now. Oh, he looks exactly like him. <laughs> you don't know what Spider-Man looks like? Sorry. <laughs> he looks exactly like him now that you say it. I think you sound like him, but I also feel like everyone sounds just how you probably think we all sound similar. Um, yeah, you know what? The funny thing is I've never had anyone in the UK say it, right? Mm. And then now the show's come out and literally like... All of my my like Twitter's just been saying how I look like a cross between Tom Holland and Aaron Johnson in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snoggin, and that apparently I've got a similar voice. So like I don't personally see it, but apparently the world does. So <laughs> you know, can't okay. really argue. 
Well, the world cannot probably can't wait to hear you on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks, girls. I really appreciate you having me. This has been a lot of fun. We love your insight. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome, team. Bye. Take care. Man, he is so articulate. He's so smart. I wish I could talk like him. I keep right? saying that. I was like, I want to sound and have the humor of, of, of Chloe, Chloe and the, then the intelligence yeah. of David. <laughs> great. I, I think Chloe's super smart and she keeps she keeps downplaying her intelligence. Yeah. Okay, super smart, you know, whatever. That's a bad expression, but I think she's very articulate and smart and she keeps da- you know, making fun of herself on the show and you're like, "No, Chloe, you're great." They are both, I, I'm so happy we got both of them because I think honestly, they both were my favorites on the show mm-hmm. al- along with Kells. Like, I just think, I don't know. I think that their humor is hilarious, but I, I basically already said what I thought to him. I think it's so freaking dope that like all these guys showed all that growth and and the way that he was speaking about it. It's like, it's so attractive. And like when he was saying like, oh, now I just want to date a girl, you know, that's like done work in my head. I was like, well, good luck. That's what I'm going through. And like, so many guys don't do the work and there's like all these hot people out there, but you just like don't want to be with them because your conversation's so boring because you can't have like a deep combo with anyone. <laughs> Naz, I was going to be like, would you like to join the sutras? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? We, I don't know if I told you guys, I think I did. We, David and I DM'd this week, but like literally like three messages back and forth. Did you say um, you're going to be on my podcast? Yeah, because he, it was at first when we didn't know if he was coming oh, yeah. on. And then um, he's like, yeah, if you're ever in London, let's grab tea. And I was like, oh, well, I am like when I cover tea. like movies and stuff. So I think, but I think I would definitely 100% get tea with him. Definitely grab like tea. Yes. yes. But actually, when you said Jack, I was so annoyed because I was like, now I can't. I, have, un- I can't. Yeah. You can't, I can't you see you can't. Jack at all. I don't see Jack at all. Are you kidding me? I Are could, you kidding? I couldn't see it once. Lauren, you're fucking lying through your I smile swear right to now. Fucking God. It's actually weird. The like, there was times in there where I was looking over at you to see if you could see how I much saw nothing. Was. I think I was. Too, I'm too close to Jack to like see a different face. I guess. I want to like shake you right now because it's so fucking it's obvious. It's weird that I so... see Blaze in that. Oh, I can no. see Blaze a little it's bit his too. Fucking his face shape. And it's jaw. his jaw that looks like Blaze. But okay, I was so attracted to him until Ashley said Jack, and then it was almost like a veil went over him. <laughs> I was like, I can't like this guy. He looks like his ex now. Like I can't like him anymore. That's but so he, funny. They are the bee's knees. This was a great podcast. Very good. It. I hope you all enjoyed, and let us know who else you want on here. And thank you for listening to us each week. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. I don't get it. Podcast.